Welcome to episode 10 of Friends Beer Coffee, an autobiographical podcast for the hell of it. My name is Joel Gretzik, and today I'm talking with Dan Crosby. Uh, we met 20-odd years ago at a church in Indiana and had some uh, great adventures uh, to talk about. Hey, Dan, how's it going? <laughs> it's great, man. 20-odd. That's exactly it's been 20-odd years ago. Well, you know, 20-odd. <laughs> I just, that's what came to me. <laughs> that's funny. I love it. Uh, so tell me about yourself. Uh, where are you at now and kind of what's going on in your life? So we live in uh, Colorado, just north of Colorado Springs. We, uh, uh, oh my gosh, we are busier than a one-legged man at a butt-kicking contest right now. So we have busy. Several, several things going on. Um, we, uh, we landed here probably about eight years ago and uh, with the idea of planting a church up here actually. So We've planted a church. We continue to do our mission stuff where you and I met, you know, uh -huh. many odd years ago. And um, and we are just and so we're doing that. And we've been working with local communities here. So just because of the covid stuff, we we've been working. Uh, we partnered together. Salvation Army. It was pretty cool. This last several weeks, Salvation Army had a uh, food truck that they were just sitting there doing nothing and uh, they didn't have anybody to man it. And then Catholic Charities had a, uh, uh, a bunch of food. They weren't able to feed people um, okay. with some of the food because they were do doing uh, hot meals all the time. And because of the COVID stuff, they chunked off a bunch of their staff. And so they couldn't do hot meals anymore. And they were just doing cold meals, sack lunches, that kind of stuff for, uh, for the homeless and those that are uh, most vulnerable. And so, they, uh, so we came in and said, well, we'll take those, that food off your hand and we'll take the truck and so we pulled together a group of volunteers and we started going down and feeding those that were at risk and um, those that were uh, unsheltered. Um, and so we just went down and uh, gave them probably their only hot meal for the day or maybe their only hot meal because we only did it like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, you know, on those days, so three days a week, they got a hot meal when they normally wouldn't get one. So that was pretty cool. So uh, so those are the kind of things that we've been involved with here recently. And then um I, you know, I, I work as well as being a pastor. So, um, I work doing, so I was, I was a sales guy, right? Cause that's what a good pastor is, is a sales guy. So I was doing sales, you know, for a long time. And, uh, you're, and a, talker. Now, you're, you're a good talker. <laughs> that's for sure. And then now I've, I've transitioned from that and now I'm a financial advisor. So, I've uh, been uh, passing all the tests for that and getting that stuff squared away. So, so yeah, so that's where that's where since you and I, you know, last time talked or saw each other, because you were up here in Colorado, and we saw each other. You were uh, doing a concert or something up here. Yeah, um, Five Iron Frenzy. There you go. We, oh god, that was that was still kind of what eight eight years ago. -ish? Yeah, it was right it's, at the beginning. It's been a while because it was right. Yeah, right about when you guys moved there. It hadn't been there too long. And the band, I think, had announced that they were going to do a Kickstarter and an album, but they hadn't yeah. done yeah. it yet. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's exactly. when I drove from Denver to visit you guys in a snowstorm and <laughs> didn't see a big snowdrift in the middle of the road. I just like drove right into it. I don't remember. I don't remember if you it tell was, me that. Yeah, it was, was just, that on the way back or on the way to no, us? No, on the way to visit you. That's it was funny. I was in a white 
I was in some kind of white rental car. It was just a sedan. Didn't even a white see. White sedan in a white snowfield. Yes. That's not and good for the In snow the field. middle of a field, there was a little dip, and I just drove right in and got stuck. I couldn't get out. I don't remember if it was you guys came out and got me or if it was someone passing by on the road, because that's happened to me more than once, unfortunately. <laughs> Everything worked out. We hung out, and it was all yeah. good, but yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, so that's, yeah, so that was the time. Hey, you know, always for those adventures. That's, that's what our life's all about, you know, it's about having those adventures, right? So. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, how, did, did you, how did you end up becoming a pastor? Is that something you wanted to do as a kid or? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I just wanted to play as a kid. Um, and then I got older and wanted to play some more. But um, uh, yeah, that was kind of a, that's a great question. So, well, actually, so, so I've got some history, right? Uh, family, you know, heritage is everything. And so I've got history. My great, I mean, my grandfather was a Wycliffe Bible translator. And he actually translated the Bible in, into some languages. So um, that's kind of, so that's from my mom's side of the family. And so they, uh, growing up, I grew up in Southern California. Um, I did go to a, a private Christian school, you know. My, par my parents were scraping the money together just to be able to make that happen and went to a private Christian school. But, you know, out of that was just, it was, I went to church and, you know, did stuff that families did, you know, back in the day. Um, but it wasn't until, so after, I guess it was a senior in high school that I really kind of get to a place where I was like, you know what, Jesus is real. This thing really does matter. And it became very, very real and personal to me. And then it was um, after that, then I was invited someone, I, I moved to Oklahoma and then someone had actually invited me to be, a, to go on a mission trip down to Belize was my very first so I went down to Belize when I was there, um, my world got rocked and I saw, you know, the poverty, the need, all that kind of stuff. And, and so we, uh, and so it was at that point I started, we started doing that and, um, got involved with another organization that took youth overseas doing, doing work. Um, and so I was doing all that and that's how I met Maria. And then, um, and so, and Maria it was funny cause her, her dad, was a pastor. And so we had never thought about it. All she knew is she didn't want to be a pastor's wife, you know, so because <laughs> so, it's pretty brutal. Um, so anyway, so uh, so the so she, she knew she didn't want to be a pastor's wife, but we were like, yeah, whatever. And we just continued to do all the stuff we did internationally. And then uh, one day I walked into her um, through a bunch of transitional stuff that ended up happening in our life. You know, we've you know, we've been to a place of complete bankruptcy and um, just lost everything and literally lost everything. I mean, we, we were at a place where we lost, like, I lost all my friends. I lost, I, I, lo I lost, every, I lost everything, everything I had. I had, I had home, I had two homes that, because one was an investment home and uh, I mean, the cars, you know, whatever, I lost it all. And uh, it was during that season, man, I was just in complete kind of, there was a season there where I was completely depressed, man. I was like, couldn't pull myself up if I wanted to. I was like in a, curled up in a ball laying on, and I, you, you know me, I, I, I've never been a depressive kind of guy. And so all of a sudden it's just this thing hits me and I'm like, and literally we've lost everything and I don't know what to do anymore. And um, so it was during that season where I was just like, I was mad at God and I just, 
you know, I thumbed my nose up at him and I was like, here, I can't believe it. You know, here I'm in the middle of this. I've asked you to rescue me and you didn't rescue me. I can't believe you didn't rescue me. And it was just, it was a really, really, really tough season. And, uh, um, and then I remember, you know, just this kind of this thought that came into my mind. It was, and it was a season, it was a time when Maria and I, we actually traveled to the United States and one of the places we stopped at was the Billy Graham Museum. And uh, if you haven't been there, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's very well done and uh, very, bi- uh, we'd say biographical, is that right? Would that be the right word? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was there a long time ago. So I don't, I, I'm sure it's changed since I was there. But. And, I, and, and so we'd gone there a few years before, and, but the words just came, came to me of, of what Billy Graham said. And he said, you know, this whole, this whole life in crisis is, is about choice, you know, and, it's a, and, and, you, and you've got to make a choice. Either he's real or he's not, and you've got to make that choice. And uh, so from that day forward, I was like, you're real. I know you're real. That's not an issue in my own heart of hearts. I know you're real. I know you exist. I know. So, so then why are you doubting me? And I'm like, well, great question. Right. So, um, so it was from that point, I was like going, okay, God, you're real. No matter in the good times or in the bad times, you're, you're, you're existent and, and you do care about us. And I don't understand what we're going through, why we're going through what we're going through. I think asking why so many times is not the right question to ask in the middle of some of that. And so I was like, okay, um, so I'm just going to hang. So, so we just, so I just started my road back. It was, it was a road back to God. And I just began to just to seek him in a different way going, it's not about what you can provide for me, what you don't provide for me, what you can or can't do for me. That's not what this whole thing's about. It's, it's much deeper than that. And, because uh, many times I think we look at God as like the genie in the bottle, you know, and uh, we're we're always trying to rub him through our prayers in a certain way to get him to react a certain way. And and I'm just like, that's not who he is. And so I, I finally kind of succumbed myself to that and went like, wait a minute, if you created the heavens and the earth and you put all the stuff into place, then obviously then you know what you're doing. And when and so I began to realize when I when I create my own creation, then I can make my own rules. Until then, <laughs> you know, there's there's one ruler, and so anyway, so I so we I, so there's a lot that ended up happening during that season, and uh, we ended up uh, again, like I said, we had lost everything, and so we had nothing, and so um, we ended up at a church in Arkansas actually, and we were hanging out there, and it was during that time that I just really felt like God saying, "Hey, what about starting a church?" And I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. and he's <laughs> like, I've been through. I've been through this hellish thing of church, you know, of what the church <laughs> is, right? I mean, the, the church has hurt so many people over all these years. And um, and the reason why is because there's a lot of hurt people, and hurt people hurt people. And and uh, there's a lot of hurt people in the church. I mean, I guess that's why they're at church, right? So, so I'm like, the hurt people hurt people. And so that's and so that's what ends up happening in churches that ended up hurting people. And, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So I shared it with Maria and she's like, yeah, yeah, I was a pastor's daughter and man, that was rough, you know? And, um, I said, well, let's just pray about it. Let's just see what comes of it, you know? So we did. And as we did, we just felt like a confirmation in our heart and was like, you know what, we need to do this thing and it needs to be different. It doesn't need to be normal. And it doesn't need to be the normal church where, um, where everybody's wearing a, wearing a mask every time they come to church on Sunday but then they go home and their life is completely different. 
you know, in in the living room at home. Mom and dad are different. Everybody's different, but they go to church and everybody acts a certain way at church. And so, so we just, so that's what we said. That's what we set off to do. It's like, let's create, let's create an authentic environment where our, this is our, in fact, this is our kind of our tagline, create an authentic environment where people and God can connect and where lasting transformation can take place. And and so that's what we so that's what we've set out to do, and that's what we've been doing for six years. So yeah, so I didn't had no intention of being a pastor, um, <laughs> and uh, but kind of got hooked into it. But it, it, but you know what? I mean, watching the people, watching lives being transformed, watching people being healed, watching people. You know, we've done a lot of stuff with suicide prevention. We've done a lot. Of, you know, just really caring about the needs of the people where people are at. And as we've been doing that, we've been watching a real shift in how people live and act and do, and it's been very, very positive. So, yeah. So there you go. Nice. <laughs> Is this something you you plan on continuing for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I mean, you know, our goal is again. If you if you have something that's life giving, then you'd want more of it, right? So, sure. um, so our goal is to is to see more life giving places, you know, happen. So, we're in the middle right now of, uh, you know, we do again, we do things different around here. So, Mar- you know, Marie and I, we bought a house and and uh, and then we we bought it on uh, wholesale. Uh, it was a fixer upper, you know, kind of thing. So we bought it and turned it, you know, after two years, turned it and got a profit out of it, bought a townhouse. So we downsized from that and bought a townhouse and turned it and made a profit off of that and took that money and found a piece of land out here because land is like hugely expensive, as you can imagine. Sure. So we uh, bought the piece of land. But we didn't. We didn't have anything to do with it. So we. I mean, we're just sold out. So we just. So we bought a trailer. <laughs> so we bought a little uh, travel trailer, pull behind travel trailer, and put it on the land and lived on it. And you know, hauled off our 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 black water, our our poop water. You know, yeah, and we yeah. dumped it once a week. And then we. And then we. Uh, I would, and then we fill, fill up our propanes each week, and that's how we lived. You know for about, I don't know, nine months. And then finally I'm like, man, this has got to shift. You know, we got something's got to happen. So I went on, I went on uh, Facebook and found a cabin, one of those, it's a little tiny cabin on wheels, um, but it actually has a bedroom to it and a bathroom in it and all that kind of stuff. Like, so, like a tiny home kind of a Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Okay. So went and bought one of those and put it on the property and, um, and we just, and we didn't have electricity still. So we're running on a generator and um, oh, wow. all this stuff. So there was no electricity, no sewage, no nothing, no water, you know, a neighbor next door let us use his water. So we were using his water for, I don't know, about six months or whatever. Finally, we got water. Finally, we got electricity, got the cabin up and going. So we're, we're finally moving forward, but the goal is to, yeah, to put a facility for people to, so that we can, you know, to continue just to create a life giving place. And then from there, you know, we want to see more of those kind of things, um, happen so i see us helping other people make their dreams happen like that so yeah that's what we're doing so, you gotta do what you do what you can yeah that's right yeah i mean we've just been really just like plowing away and it's been, it's been exciting it's been it's been a good journey you know but i can't believe from where we've come from you know so we were at that crazy church in indiana together and so but we had some good times there you know yeah, you and I met in I think it was '97 because that's when I started. That make, I started volunteering with you guys. That makes sense. Like October, November, I think of that year. 
my my first time out of the country i don't remember why now that i'm older i don't remember why my dad said he had to do what he had to do but for some reason i had he had to sign some paperwork or he tells me this i don't know <laughs> um, do you remember pete metrenic yeah yeah a long time ago he yeah. was like my legal guardian so we could go on Oh, the trip to El Salvador. Yeah, El Salvador. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember a whole lot about that trip, but one of the stories when I think about going to El Salvador, the very first or like second thing I think of is after we had uh, I had experienced my first earthquake there. <laughs> we were all camping on like this half done construction building, the second yep. floor. Yeah, yeah. It's like all open. There were no windows yep. or anything. Yeah. I think it was the middle of the day. People were taking a nap or something, and everybody scattered. We all started to shake. We all exited the building, <laughs> except for you. We're all down at the bottom, and I remember you, after it was done, hanging out the window, like sticking your leg out, going, ah, you guys never had an earthquake before? <laughs> and you were just like flailing your arms, just mocking everyone for running out of the building. It was really funny. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. Yep. That's a... <laughs> through so many of experiences, you just finally just like whatever. As That's a like... seventeen-year-old, I remember going, "What did I get myself into?" <laughs> but hey, you kept going with me, though. Right, it worked out. <laughs> I, the one I remember is Bulgaria. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the place I remember, Bulgaria. That was the first time I saw snow in a foreign country. That was cold, man. That it was, was very cold. So uh, gray and cold. Yeah. Was, okay. Cool. Um, um, the, the first time I had iced coffee was on that trip when we were in Greece. Yeah. Do you remember me just like bitching about how much I hated the iced coffee that we were having? No. We we went to some cafe with our contacts there. I don't even remember why exactly. For some reason, you're like, oh come on, you've got you got to try this iced coffee. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's like I don't drink coffee. You love it and. We ordered some, and we went outside, sat on the, like, outdoor seating yeah. area. Yeah. It was at sunset. It was beautiful out, and I'm like, I hate this coffee. You're like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to tell anyone that you didn't like the coffee. You can say the first time you had iced coffee was at sunset <laughs> on the water in Greece. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, that's a good story. But like now, of course, I love coffee, but. <laughs> that is so funny. I remember the, uh, remember the Euro place we went to? Yes. I mean, and we went there like several times because I was like, it was kind of, to me, it was like In-N-Out Burger of Greece. It was like, I've never tasted anything so fresh in my life. I didn't know that's the way Euros were supposed to taste like. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And then you get back to the States and even in Greek town in Chicago is, is the closest I've had to that, but it's not the same. It's just, it was I mean, so the way it just shredded off into that soft, supple pita bread. I mean, I was like, what? It, it, whereas here, you know, wherever I get it here, it's like slabs of meat inside pita bread, you know? And that was just right. like, just shredded off inside this pita bread. And then it was, then they put the fresh fries in there and some mustard. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> what have I been doing all my life? <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love, I love food in, in uh, different cultures and places. So, yeah. The second time we went to India, yeah, we had I don't even remember what kind of curry it was, but we got to eat off of giant banana leaves. Oh, yeah. For that, that big conference that was going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
I mean, just experiencing cultures that way, it was just like, I mean, I, to me, I, cause I go back to Bulgaria. I remember meeting with those gypsy pastors there. And, uh, I just remember being in this dark room somewhere and meeting with these guys and just the hell that they've been through and just hearing their stories. I was just like, so impressed. I'm like, who are these people? These guys are like complete heroes of the faith, you know? And, uh, yeah, and I, I remember going out to the gypsy town. We went to a gypsy town, and I just was like, this is, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, and then we go to India, and it's a whole nother shift of culture and food and and heat. <laughs> heat. Yeah. <laughs> so heat freaking hot. Smells. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was that same trip to India, that second one. My first time on a motorcycle i know later oh, on yeah i remember that i know yeah. later on you took me on a couple motorcycle rides and i went on a couple with my grandpa in ohio and whatever but the first time i was ever on a motorcycle <laughs> you handed me a cooler full of like cash it wasn't even a check it was just this cooler full of cash and you're like hey here's this guy have you and I was like, do you know him? No, but so and so said he's good. So this guy <laughs> I never met before, and a thing full of cash put me on the back of this motorbike. I was just sending ransom money at the same time, so I knew you'd get really <laughs> going to be an issue. <laughs> I was scared to death because we went through a, a slum. Yeah. To get to wherever we needed. Yeah. It was like yeah. you know the city, and, and then and it wasn't a straight shot. No. It was like, zzz, zzz, you're in and out of traffic and <laughs> going the wrong way in traffic sometimes if you're lucky. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my God. That was that was that an was... experience. I, I, that I bring up every once in a while to people. Yeah, the first time I rode a motorcycle. <laughs> so where so where'd you so you went to El Salvador, Bulgaria, India, where else? Scotland. That's right. Scotland. That, that was an interesting trip. Uh yeah, some great fish and chips. I mean, if we're oh my gosh, that food, was the best food. Oh my gosh, visiting the castle ruins and stuff. Oh my gosh, cool. that was really cool. Yeah, cool. I still have a, I have the uh, painting I bought from that castle. Not from, but we were in town or something like that. There was a market, an art thing going on, and I bought a picture of that castle. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So, right, and I have it here in my office. But yeah, yeah, all those little mementos of. All the places. Yeah. We uh, we went to Ghana. I was there for a month with you. Uh, that's right. Ninety nine. Yep. Um, that's when I thought I was sleeping. Uh, when I woke up oh, for a few right. minutes, yep. that there was like a guy in the room, but yep. I was like, "No, I'm dreaming. I'm paranoid or something." Yep. Uh, but it turns out there was a guy sneaking into the room, like taking stuff. Yeah, he was stealing people. He was stealing people's money, uh, girls' panties. Um, Every, everything you can imagine. And, and then later you asked the pastor about it because like they you know you told him obviously what was happening whatever and then a couple yeah. days later you're like whatever happened to the guy and he was just like we took care of it and then <laughs> somebody else was like yeah no they just beat the snot out of him they beat the snot out of him put him in a Ghanaian jail oh. oh my gosh man and made him give back everything i mean it was like because all of his stuff you know, he, we went into his room and it's all stuffed up in the rafters yeah. everything you know yeah it was it, that happened another time someone stole my camera i was on a bus on a bus that we had we had rented for us for the day uh-huh. and i left my camera on the bus and someone stole the camera off the bus 
and they found out who did it and they all went over and beat the snot out of him and took him yeah. then they took him to the police after they beat the snot out of him but that's how they took care of that stuff man boy that it, different <laughs> countries do things different ways okay so they don't have a lot of thievery though you know i mean the the third time i went to india was not with you you were supposed to be there remember when uh, abigail and i you got a set up to oh, go. Yes. To, we were going to meet you oh there. And then gosh. you're like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Your, yes. What happened? Your passport didn't come back in time. Yes. And I don't remember. Yes. The visa, the visa didn't come through. Okay. <laughs> that was an experience for us. That, Oh my gosh. How'd that end up working out? By the way, you told me it worked, it worked out well, but I'm just, it, I, how it did it a, really work out? It was a very interesting trip. So we were supposed to meet you there a couple of days later. So we, right. instead of meeting you there, we in the center of the country, we started off in New Delhi. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, right. Cool, because yeah. that way, um, Abigail and I got to go sightseeing, and we took this big yeah. long road yeah. trip and got to see the Taj Mahal. Oh yes. That's, oh that's when some of my previous training with you came in, like when we would take the rickshaw around the city. It's like, no, I'm not paying you until we get to the right spot. <laughs> Exactly. No, they, we get picked up to the airport and there's like oh your hotel's over there like no no i'm not paying you until i see the hotel's name not just <laughs> some sign that i can't read like and, and that happened that last one they picked, picked us up at the airport or bus station or something i don't remember we had to take a taxi to get to the hotel we were, were going and the guy was like oh we're here after like five minutes I'm like there's no way like i'm not gonna pay you until we're there right and we argued for a little bit and then he finally like gave up and drove another like fifteen minutes, and then oh he dropped my. us off the hotel. Oh my! Yeah, wow. it was there were a couple wow. of those things that ended up well. We you stayed with the family there or something, right? We did. Um, did I? We told you about our sleeping arrangements, right? With a gorgeous house, it was under construction. But the first like three days we were there, we literally slept on a marble floor because they didn't have mattresses or mat anything. Oh After my. several days. Oh. There was a mattress, and after a couple more days, there was actually a bed frame with the mattress. So I by the last two nights we were there, we had having, I remember bed. having conversations of, no, you need to take care of them. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, my gosh. We even I made it. about that. Two other things remind me of that. Because the guy we stayed with was a local, like, town council guy. Yeah, yeah. He was a, a bigwig of some sort. The local police chief wanted to meet us. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, is this good or bad? Like, yeah. good? <laughs> Behave, Joel. Yeah, exactly. Behave, like, Joel. <laughs> passports, the money, like, we have an extra stash there if we need, whatever. We went, they were very proud of the fact that in the middle of the tour, they showed us a place where they used to beat the inmates, but they don't do that anymore. So now they use this cell as a storage area. But the guy was very proud of the fact that just a few weeks ago, they were still beating the inmates and something had changed and now they don't anymore. And we were like, great. <laughs> Perfect timing. Perfect. <laughs> now they're out in the streets during this whole COVID thing with a switch, you know, like a stick. Yeah. And they're smacking the back of the legs of people. And man, yeah, so, so much for that beating thing not happening anymore. Uh, well, maybe that was just in the precinct. Maybe they still do it outside, but in the precinct, they said they didn't yeah. do it. Wow, uh, interesting. We also made it in the paper because that's right. There was a lot. We were just in our room waiting to go somewhere later that night, and we heard all this like shouting and arguing, and we're like, "This is making us uncomfortable because we don't we don't know what they're saying in Telugu." Right. 
or whatever they were. Or are they just anxious? Are they just happy? What is it? And then all of a sudden, everyone's all smiles, and they're like, come, 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 come. And they, like, did a whole ceremony, and we had the dots on our head, and there was a photo. And I have a copy of the paper, but it's it's not in English, so I don't – I should probably look it up and see what they actually said about it. I should send it to our guy there and go, what does this say? (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. Uh, so it was a good experience. Um, the other thing that happened is we obviously ate some interesting food. A deep fried egg on the side of the road from some guy that I don't know what he was doing. Wow. It was actually really good, like a hard boiled egg, uh, deep fried. That's you interesting. Know, before yeah, it had kind of was it breaded or anything? Yeah, it was breaded. It was like. Oh. Maybe like, we got to try oh, that here in America. Nice. People might yeah. like. It. I'm like maybe. Go to one of the fairs where they fry everything and then. Use that as yeah. <laughs> Oreos, ice cream, throw some eggs in. Who knows? <laughs> we were we drove in a minivan, like a mini bus thing, in the middle of the night up a mountainside. It was very scary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because it was like boom, 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 boom. Twice we hit the brakes and skidded so far we ended up in one of those like giant uh just holes in the road, potholes. And they had to like everybody get out and like basically lift the vehicle and they get us going. <laughs> Flintstones. We even in the middle of the city ran out of gas. Oh my. Okay. So Abigail was in there and I'm like, okay, cool. So I have a I have to find it. I have a video clip. I was like, yes, I had my camera out. We just in the middle of the street just like ran out and we're pushing the vehicle down the road to get to the gas station to fill it. <laughs> I love those we remember we tried doing the pictures. I think you were in the back of a vehicle and we were in a rickshaw and uh, we were trying to get everybody's heads out outside of the rickshaw. So everybody's put, putting their heads out one side of the rickshaw and the rickshaw actually tilted up on two wheels. And the, right. guy, the guy was like, going, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That's a good time, Shannon. I, I have you to thank or blame for being able to speak in front of people. That's awesome. Uh, I was... Well, you remember, I, I wouldn't talk yep. in front of a crowd worth anything. Yep. And a couple of times, one of them being when we were in India, you were just like, unannounced to me, hey, here's, you know, here's Joel, he's got something to say. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> that, was, that was part of our uh, indoctrination. We just want to make sure everybody was had an opportunity, right? <laughs> and so if I would have warned you, you wouldn't have done it. So This is true. <laughs> this is true uh we went to amsterdam a couple of times yep. yep remember that uh, remember that i don't know i'm sure there's amsterdam, a- amsterdam that was a crazy place too abigail went on that trip in 2000 okay she, she said on that trip she fell in love with the netherlands it was because of back. that trip she went back was a nanny right yeah it was because of that trip that she ended up going back for two years two and a half yeah. years yeah a nanny in rotterdam to an awesome host family that we still keep in contact with and visit that's sometimes. And wow, that's way cool. Oh yeah, she said it was because of that trip that she ended up doing that. And yeah, who knows what? Yeah, it's a cool city, man. And everybody on bikes, and it was just a all the trolley car stuff running around the streets. And it was a it's a really cool place. Um, uh, yeah, we always enjoyed going through there, you know, and getting out. You know, that was that was always my thing. Is once you land land there, if you had enough hours to make sure you could get through security and back, you know, just to go out in the streets and hang out. So, yeah, that's a cool place. Very cool place. Wow. That's a lot, man. It is. 
I, I feel like we're forgetting things because we did stuff stateside too, but yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever go? Did you go to uh, the Navajo Indian Nation reservation? No, my sister. My sister did that. That's right. And your other sister went down to Guatemala, didn't she? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, she was she down there, or she was down there for a long time, wasn't she? Like a for the summer or something? Two yeah, months? it was like six weeks or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, how do I? Because I, I remember going down and visiting them when they were down there. I went down at the end um, and visited them and just to check on everybody, see how everything was really going. So. Right. But yeah. Yeah. No, man. Love the nations, man. Love, love, love the experiences. Love the people, the cultures, the languages, food. I mean, there's nothing better. So yeah. So we keep doing that. So we, you know, we were having, we were going to have trips this year going out. We had to cancel everything. So. Um, well, so I mean, I think that was probably prudent. <laughs> we're just kind of, we're just kind of sitting, you know, going, okay, when are we going to open up these places? You know, now the problem is people letting us in their countries. <laughs> Yeah, so, the vaccine hasn't happened yet. So yeah, people are like going, yeah, no, you ain't coming here. So, but Peru right now, we were going to go to Peru this summer, but Peru is on complete shutdown, man. After 6 p.m., military on the streets, they'll arrest you, throw you in jail. Um, they they don't suspect they're going to open their churches or restaurants until December, is what they're saying. I'm well, like, I think they said the the vaccine's not supposed to come out until. Maybe the spring next year. Yeah, but still, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm hugely skeptical when it comes to this whole vaccine crap. So I'm not, I'm not sure what I, you know, think. I'm, I'm kind of edgy on the conspiracy side, and on the other side, you know, I'm not sure where I weigh and all that. It's, yeah, it's goofy right now. That's all I gotta say. So. It is what it is. I am not in a position of making any kind of decisions when it comes to that stuff. So, so we're because like we're in the middle of this stuff, right? So like you know, <laughs> churches can't be open, and so we're having to get really creative. And so we've been doing a lot of online stuff, which has been really great. And so season that we've been in, I I love it. I mean, I it's been really good for us, you know. So I'm not hugely you know opposed to most of the stuff. And then now I'm starting to get a little ed little edgy. I'm like, all right, you know. Like here in Colorado Springs, I think they said they had 19 cases, you know, in the hospital, you know, and that's it, you know. So it's like, all right, it's time to let's get back to doing. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think it's one of those things. If if they can track it better, you could you could open up a lot more easily and know where the hotspots are, and selectively shut down areas. Well, and that's what I didn't understand. You know, so this is all the politics side, but that's what I didn't understand was all the governors and stuff shutting everything down and there's places that didn't need to be shut down you know i mean when you're in the middle of timbuktu somewhere i mean they're already kind of shut down so you don't need to say they're shut down you know it's like when you're in the big metropolis areas i get it you know because people are feeding off of each other you know in those areas but when you're out and about like here people were out all the time and which is the funny thing you know everybody trusts science so much and i'm like eh, i don't trust it not not today science you know, because it's just, it's all theory, man. It's, it's, there's no fact in it. Here in Colorado, people have been out walking trails and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And it's been, it hasn't been as compounded in those areas. So it's kind of interesting. So. Well, like I was joking, you know, it's, <laughs> you guys have a lot more space than Chicago or New York. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, in Chicago. It's easier man. to, to it down. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, but yeah, so it's been good, man. 
So it's good. It's good seeing you. Good reconnecting with you. Good. Yeah, I'm happy we could do that. But before we end, I do want to ask you to maybe share any thoughts you might have about the journey you've seen me take as a person from. I think I was 16 when we met. Uh, yeah, I think so. Roughly, and I'm 38 now. Wow. <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. That's that was like forever ago, man. It was. Yeah. We're recording right now. But come on. Hey. Hi. I remember doing? when you were, you know, like this big. <laughs> come here. Come here. It's Joel. We saw this meeting pop up and it was like meeting with Joel. Hey, we were like, hey. One of these days when everything kind of calms down, we'll be able to come out and visit again and I'll be able to introduce you to the kids because yeah, I've got yeah. a three year old and a seven year old right now. So, wow. That's crazy. Man, they would love it out here on the mountains, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got a nice little trail, and it's, you know, flatland, Illinois kind of trail by our house. But <laughs> uh, anytime it's nice enough out, we'll be out at least three, four miles walking. It's a lot of fun. And and they love it. So, yeah, That's cool. That's cool. yeah. Have a lot of fun yeah. out there. For sure. Yeah, I have to come out here, Garden of the Gods, Pikes Peak, head up into the mountains. We get, like, right where, where we live, we live right at the base of a mountain. So, cool. it's like, so we just go for We'll drive up a little bit. We'll go out hike trails, you know. We'll go try to get ourselves stuck up there, that kind of stuff. So, Sounds good. <laughs> cool. We'll just want to say hi. All right. See ya. Have fun. Look what they got me. Oh, nice. An iced coffee. <laughs> I Well, see, I like coffee so much now We because I've done some work with Best Buy, uh, and we used some of the money I got from them to buy an espresso machine. Oh, cool. We, we've got a home espresso machine at the house. That it's a change, see? There you go. There's I, one of the oh, changes right there. There's I love one of the changes. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I make my own. I go from everything from just straight straight espresso or Americanos to like the fancy crap every once in a while. I've got all the syrups and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool, man. So what am I saying? What are we talking about? I I was just asking you if, if you had any thoughts you wanted to share on the journey you've seen me make from uh snotty little nose 16 year old kid to me being uh closing in on 40 with kids and married and yeah. whatnot i mean you've, you've done the adulting thing pretty well i think you know and uh i think you, you know there's I, I you know you and i because we haven't talked forever and we don't see each other that often i just see from facebook or whatever right i mean so sure so if, you, if you're going to judge from that from that perspective i you know <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, you you look the same to me. You don't look like you've changed at all. That's the crazy thing. I mean, <laughs> I know you said you got pudgier cheeks, but I I'm like um, I don't see it. Um, maybe I don't wear ties, or I mean, if I start if I dressed up, you know, if I had like work attire on, maybe I'd look a little more older or something. But yeah, awesome family, great kids, all that kind of stuff, you know. So I've just kind of seen you kind of move along. I you know, I mean, I love watching how you have been able to grab a hold of, and you and I have talked several times about this, and that is grab a hold of social uh, media stuff and has really been able to work that. I mean, I just know that when we were working together, that's one of the things I had you working on. Back, that was back in the early days when there wasn't much of internet or emails or that kind of stuff, but you worked on a lot of that stuff, you know, for us in order to help yeah. us come along that way. And then, uh, then how you kind of just continue to gravitate that direction and, and, and take social media and use it for your benefit. I mean, all the, 
little perks that you get along the way from a mattress to an espresso machine, you know, I mean, it's like, it's pretty cool, you know, I mean, just being able to utilize that, I think is huge. Um, and, and growing in that and being a part of helping other people in those things, you know, like I remember when you have a passion for something, you just go stupid on it. And it's really, which is cool to watch. Um, like when the whole five iron frenzy thing happened, I remember, yeah. I mean, he just went nuts with on that whole thing and from showing up to the concert and some videoing stuff and posting and helping them get back out there again, you know, because I think they toured after that, didn't they? And yeah. they actually back on another tour after that, all that and stuff. They, they did. They did several dozen shows and yeah, they're working on a new album. So we might try and replicate the Kickstarter thing again. So, so that was pretty cool. I mean, you were getting involved in Kickstarter before Kickstarter was really even something that was massive, huge and, you know, everybody and their mother trying to do that kind of stuff, you know? Yep. So I, I, I've seen that kind of stuff, which is really, really cool to watch in you and to watch you do. And, um, yeah, I mean, I wish we had more time just to, just to hang, not, you know, not for any reason, but so, yeah, so it'd be cool to have you guys come out sometime and just come out to Colorado and hang out and, and be a part and see, see everything, how everything's going on from that, what we're doing as well. And then enjoy the fresh air out here, you know? Agreed. The air out there is different. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> there you go. But thanks for thanks for doing this today. Thanks for reconnecting. It's it's good to be able to do this. Yeah. Thank you very much.